Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to A Young Heart Podcast. And today we will be continuing to walk through the Gospel of John chapter 2. And today I will not be reading it, but rather I encourage you to read it in your own time. And we will be discussing about how Holy Spirit is working through Jesus' life among the people that he was coming across. So as usual, we will begin with the prayer. Come Holy Spirit, come by the means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come Holy Spirit, come by the means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. So, you probably have noticed that um, you were probably did not hear any like new podcast for the last couple of months. And actually, I was going through a very difficult time during. The last couple of months, um, I was really busy with school and my part-time work, and I did not know like how to like continue things. And when I was, and I, I also needed to like look for a new job and things like that. And so things were kind of getting like difficult in my end. And at one point, um, I just felt really down because so many, I felt like so many negative things came in my life at once, and I didn't know like what to do, like by human means i really didn't know like what was the next thing i can do and during that time i was really touched um when i was listening to um someone and it was actually i was using this i was actually listening to it in order to prepare for one of the catechism classes and eventually it turned out to really inspire me to start a devotion to Mother Mary. And today in John chapter 2, we're actually reading about the wedding feast of Cana, which I think is very exciting. And I feel like the Lord has been preparing me. And my life has so, so dramatically changed. My love and zeal for Jesus has so dramatically changed ever since I started a, a very beautiful devotion to Mother Mary. And I hope the same will happen to you later. If I get a chance, I will definitely be sharing my testimony with you. So let's jump back in right with John chapter 2. So in John chapter 2, the first incident we list, we listen to is the wedding feast of Cana. And um, oftentimes people kind of like restrain Mother Mary especially in um, non-Catholic churches, they kind of restrict Mother Mary to one who was just like someone who just, you know, let Jesus come into the world and that's it. Like she didn't have any other duty or she didn't have anything else other than that to do with Jesus. But actually we see that if we look into the gospel with a deeper eye, she was very silent, of course, but she did play a very, very important role. And what one of the main thing she did as she initiated Jesus's ministry even though she knew this meant it drew him closer 
to his hour of death. It drew him closer to Jesus's passion. But even though she knew this was going to happen, she still let Jesus invite Jesus. And the miracle, let's, um, so the wedding feast of Cana, like, if you know the story, you know, like, it was not like a very, like, you know, like a life, death, um, important matter it was kind of like a small matter it was a menial matter but still mother mary intervened there to show that she can be the intercessor in our life that can truly truly dramatically change our lives if we let her be our mother and that is the important part of it so the wedding feast of cana it starts in it's in, actually in galilee and the mother of jesus was there Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. So Jesus' disciples, they have not seen a public miracle by Jesus before then. This is the first time publicly he did a miracle. And there is a beautiful scene in the chosen episode when he does this miracle. And that's when he impacts another apostle whom he later invites to follow him. And I think that's so beautiful. And also, like, you can see in the Chosen episode, one of the beautiful things they do is Mother Mary is actually there before the wedding. She comes in there before the wedding. She tries to, like, help the lady to do, um, you know, the arrangements for the wedding and everything. So she was just there, like, always, like, present. And in a family, we can see how a family is going to be blessed so much when they are closer with God. and. And I think one way we surely, surely draw closer to God is when we are closer to uh, our closer to Mother Mary. And the reason why I say that is Jesus addressed Abba Father, right? Jesus addressed God as his Father, even though Jesus himself is God the Son. He addressed God the Heavenly Father. And you know, like sometimes in our lives it's kind of difficult to come directly to our dad, right? Like, especially if I needed something small or if it was kind of like a small thing. Um, and especially even being a woman too, like it was easier for me to come to my mom at first and to address my concern to her. And then later she would then go tell my dad because it's better when it's heard from my mom rather than when it's heard from me because he might not take it that seriously, you know? So that shows how much a motherhood is appreciated. Motherhood is so necessary in our life. That's why like no child, a child without a mother, you know, he that child goes through so much pain because all of us long to be with our mother we all long to like we all long to have a mother we all long to be loved by our mother we don't want to be like turned away by our mother we want our mother to love us to to cuddle us to just gently just be around us to be so gentle and that's how mother mary is she is so so gentle with her children and she just draws them closer to jesus and i can testify to this from my own life experience especially during the last couple of months when i was trying when i was going through very dark moments in my life and um you know like i had faith um and i thought i had i thought i had like a good solid faith and stuff but I, little did I realize that 
my solid faith was kind of like shaky because I've noticed like, you know, sometimes when I get pulls from the world, I kind of like go along with the worldly flow, which was not good. And I didn't know what to do. Like, I know this was happening, like, and I was like trying my best, you know, like I was trying to like battle it, fight it, fight it down, like put my strength in there. Like I would try to pray more and I would do this, this, but it, it was just so difficult. So big of a struggle and oftentimes I just 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 felt miserable and I was just like I'm kind of getting sick of the spiritual life and all of that and during this moment when I started this Marian devotion I have felt so much change in my life I felt so happy like I cannot experience and what exactly is this Marian devotion that I'm doing well to sum it up I actually contemplate upon the life entire life of Jesus through the recitation of four rosaries and it was inspired by Gabriel Castillo he also has a YouTube channel called Gabby After Hours and he strongly encouraged you to listen to that one and it was inspired by him and I started listening to it and I got an inspiration actually I got this inspiration when I was in 10th grade to pray like three rosaries but I um, I started it and I then abandoned it after, after like a month and I noticed like how much I fell back into sin when I abandoned that. Um, so ever since I started the recitation of the four rosaries, I've noticed so much decrease in sin and also an increase in love for Jesus. And now like my every thought, my word, my deed, everything that I do, I want to do it to please God. I want to do it to fulfill God's will. Like before like you know it was kind of like oh yeah like god time god time you know like kind of like oh yeah when it's time for god I'll, I'll put the time for god but now it's like no my entire day 24 7 my heart is filled with the love of god and i'm so happy when i look at people in social media when i look at people outside i feel so so sad usually you know like before i'm pretty sure if i would look at social media i would be thinking about like wow that person has a better life than me but now i feel like i look at other people and the only thing that i feel is wow i have a better life than them and i feel sad because i wish I wish so, so deeply if that person can actually experience this happiness that I was experiencing. And that's only because I'm just close to my mother and my mother is just making me stand close to my God. And I love it. It's so beautiful. So let's going back to the wedding feast of Cana. When the wine ran short, mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. So, and then mother replied saying, do whatever he tells you to the servers. And some people have argued that, oh yeah, you can see how even Jesus himself is not going to, you know, like even Jesus himself is not like giving so much importance to Mother Mary. And like this is evident through this part. But actually um, in Genesis, it says like uh, in Genesis there is a Bible verse where it points out to um, how the woman is going to crush the serpent's head so it's actually in um, Genesis chapter 3 verses 15 so let me just pull that out and it says I will put enmity between you and the serpent like There it is. 
the the woman answered uh, so the senate so um in genesis chapter 3 verses 15 after the woman you know she committed a sin she listened to satan and she committed a sin and then after that she didn't know what to do and she was just so like startled by it and then god you know out of his love and mercy he knew the only way he could save the human kind is through the redemption of human kind can only be done through jesus christ but the thing is in order for jesus to come you know uh, a person has to like let jesus come into their lives just like we say yes to jesus you know a person had to like receive jesus and god in the beginning of time he chose mother mary to be that woman who would choose jesus who would only only live her life fully and completely to submit to the will of god and then you can see how in genesis chapter 3 verses 15 god says i will put enmity between you and the woman he didn't say all women he just said the woman like it's a it's not m e n it's woman it's w o m a n which is standing for a singular woman and this woman that god was god has mentioned in genesis chapter 3 verses 15 that same woman is the woman in john chapter 2 and you realize that woman is the mother of jesus christ and i will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers that's why i'm telling you like when i became mother mary's child I'm her offspring now. I became Mother Mary's child and she received me as her child and they will strike at your head. They meaning um the 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 they when you know um they meaning like the the evil spirit will strike at your head while you strike at your heel and you like strike them at the heel. So Mother Mary with her heel she is going to strike. So with the with so that's why like there are a lot of like mother mary like um sculptors and sculpting like sculpt um statues and what you see in them is that you see like satan's head so you can see like satan was trying to like strike mother mary but then she like struck him by her heel and this this image is so powerful because it shows the covenant that god is making in genesis chapter 3 verses 15 because you know like satan um the evil spirit is actually the evil spirit is an angel and he still is an angel but the thing is he's a bad angel now so eve said yes to a bad angel but mother mary said yes to a good angel, good angel which is gabriel so just like that you can see mother mary again you know um so eve kind of like intervened eve kind of said like tempted you know like um Adam to eat the fruit but in here you can see mother mary kind of like not tempting but rather requesting jesus kind of in a way tempting you know like making him to do perform this first public miracle and jesus had no plans to do this first miracle at the wedding at cana you know like if the family felt a little humiliated oh you know it's kind of like yeah i mean things happen in life you know like how many times have we felt humiliated like he was just going to let that happen but mother mary no she even kind of put be, became a mediator that's why she is a mediator that's why in um catholic church we say that mother mary is the mediator of all graces we need all graces to come closer to god because we are so sinful and 
it's because of our human nature that we are so sinful. But the thing is, we have the choice. We have this freedom of will that we can use to come back to God's will, to come back to Him, to become godly. And the thing is, the apostles, you can see like, until Jesus died, when Jesus died, except for John, every single disciple like left, you know, every single disciple left. And I think the only way John was actually able to withstand this whole like trauma of the passion of Jesus Christ was only because he was standing next to Mother Mary. And we can see that in the end, when Jesus, before he breathed his last, he said, John, he didn't even say John. He just said, behold, this is your mother. And and then he was saying, woman, this is your child. And again, he's instigating like, you are that woman. And Mother Mary, she actually didn't know either, you know, because she was a human like us. And she had to come to the realization just like that. Like we don't know God's will in the beginning of our life, right? We come to discover it over our lifetime. And it's like God's will for her to be our mother and then so it's like eventually she had to realize that too and she had to come closer to god and she she because she nurtured god in her in her womb and in her heart it was all jesus 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 and we'll we'll never know that love that existed between that mother and the child so just as you know like my mother like i mean i love her so much and i'm so happy um to have her in my life and I can't imagine like not having her like it's just so heartbroken and I'm pretty sure like my friend like my friend she probably likes my mother too my best friend would like my mother but she would just not like my mother the way I like my mother because it's different and you can imagine how much love Jesus must have had for his own mother you know like I mean my best friend like so she even she like my my best friend let's just say that she always come visit my home my mother always makes food for both of us and 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 that has happened you know like there are times like that and even though those times happen like they, they would love my mother but they would never love my mother the way i do you know like i i just love her so profoundly so deeply something happens like i'll come right away and if something happens to me she'll come running to me and that is the love that that is that so if we can love our earthly mothers and fathers that much i said mothers and fathers because you know you also have your grandmother and grandfather so um if we can love our earthly mother and our earthly father so much how much more do you think god who is so perfect in love probably loved his own mother now, again, you can see that when Mother Mary addressed this concern. So another thing that I want to point out is also in the Jewish tradition, in the Jewish kingdom, the mother was the queen of the household. It wasn't the wife of the king. It was actually the king's mother who was the queen of the household. And you can see how this fits in within our Catholic tradition when we say that Mother Mary is the queen of heaven and earth. She is the queen and she can help us. And you know what the queen did in the Jewish um, Jewish 
times what they did is they became a mediatrix for the people so the queen would intercede on the people's behalf and just like you can see here again our mother mary she's interceding on people's behalf she didn't have to like say a lot of things when jesus said woman how does this affect me she wasn't like oh jesus but 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 you know she didn't they both knew they both knew you know they didn't have to have a lot of conversation she didn't have to she didn't need a lot of like conversation going on to make to, to you know to let jesus perform his first miracle even if that meant it was going to draw him closer to his passion because you know like jesus it's kind of like you know even in his human nature jesus is jesus was in his human nature a little afraid to um you know take over his passion and you can see this because you in the olive garden when he was praying when he was sweating blood he said father can you take this away from me because it's out of that pain he just knew like what it meant you know this was not something easy no human being has ever gone or ever will go through such tremendous pain that jesus christ endured in the cross and you may see a lot of martyrs who probably have died a terrible death but the pain the suffering the mental agony that jesus went through for the sake of the entire humanity is undescribable it really is indescribable and so we need to understand that but you know mother mary was there she was there by his side like don't worry this is god's will for you and for us and even though she really didn't know like what it meant you know she completely didn't know um oftentimes like we kind of want like god to like come up and speak to us like moses or something giving us directions and often maybe we won't hear that physical voice but it's actually the inspirations in our hearts that lead us to fulfill the will of god and again you can see when after jesus said this to mother mary she said to the servers right away she didn't even say anything back to jesus she said right away to the servants do whatever he tells you so you can always be guaranteed that no matter what in our faith journey G mother mary would never want us to do something that jesus don't want us to do so she would always want us to do what jesus wants us to do like if god has a will for you she wills that you do god's will but what she does is she would help you to fulfill god's will in your life perfectly because she lived with jesus she jesus dwelt in her holy spirit dwelt in her like that whole trinity experience was there within her so she knows what god the father is intending from us by becoming now like imagine if she's the queen of heaven and earth she's sitting right next to the king jesus christ and jesus christ she now she since she's next to jesus she knows like what the king needs from his subjects right so the queen can come and tell you what he needs and how he needs it done like the mother would know the child the best right so mother knows jesus the best so he she knows what we can do in the best way for jesus like we can do it some way for jesus but we need to know how to give the best to jesus and we can do that through mother mary now there were six stone water jars for jewish ceremonial and um it was showing the quantity we can see 20 to 30 gallons which is a lot right and these big gallons so in the um chosen episode it actually shows how the family initially they only like ordered like two two and a half jars um actually two jars but the people you know they know like the wine is gonna shake and they're gonna lose some on the journey so they usually fill like two and a half 
but you can see how the two was not enough. And in here, Jesus was using six, and it was like the third day or something. And in the six jars, you can see the abundance. Because when Jesus intervenes in our lives, he just doesn't like give us exactly what we need. He gives us more than what we need. And I've noticed this a lot in my life. Like, especially when we first, um, when my family decided to move to our current home, um, we were, we didn't have like a good job. And my dad, he didn't really have a good job, you know. And he kind of had like his savings from his old job. But now it's been like three or six months and didn't know what to do, you know, this is a new place, everything is completely new here, and we really didn't know, like, what to do, and during that time, what happened is, um, Jesus, God really guided us, and all of our family members were telling us to, like, get a house for 50k, and we went and visited some of these houses, and they were so bad, like, one of the houses, like, I think there were, like, three bedrooms, and we were, like, five, um five like i have um five people and then there were like three bedrooms and you know they were all like forced around the whole house and it was so bad and the house was like so bad it was kind of run down but they were saying that we can sell this house later and that and then we saw another house we were so close to buying that house that house was pretty good it had like four bedrooms and stuff but what happened is it was kind of like in a deserted area, not like in a deserted, deserted area, like um, it was still in the suburban area, but it was out of the community. And then we liked it, but, you know, like we were going to buy it. But before we bought it or anything, we would constantly ask for God's will, like, God, is this the house that you want us to buy? And I'm so happy that my family kind of like trained me to do that at a young age. And I started doing that in my life, too, which has impacted my life so much. I'm so happy with the choices that I've made. And I have, like, looking back in my life, the only regrets that I have had is the fact that I wasn't closer to Jesus before. And that is, like, literally the only regret that I have when I look back in my life. Like, why? I wish, I really wish if I was really more closer to Jesus. Um, and because I feel like that could have made so much difference in other people's lives and in my life as well. And so what happened, like, when we were at that house, you know, we were almost going to buy it. And then, like, all of a sudden, some random person came and they bought it. We were kind of sad. But then what happened is, like, after a, a while, suddenly we got another house. This was, like, right next to, like, the public road and everything. And it was such a good house, you know. Like, we the rooms were nice. The environment was nice. The backyard was had a good enough space and everything. And we got it for the quoted price, which was really surprising because we quoted like 10K below the actual listed price. And we were really surprised. And it's like I can really see how God was really working there. You know, like he wanted the best for us. He didn't want us to settle down. Cause and and then when we bought this house, all of us could totally agree that this was better than the other house that we were thinking about buying, you know? So really God's will for you is much better and much greater. And and it's like sometimes we don't see. It's like if you and and I was reflecting back to Chosen's episode, thinking about how the family, they only like they thought two was like, wow, if we get two, like two jars. Bam, that's good. And they spend the most money there, uh, at least according to that episode. <laughs> and then you can see here, Jesus, when he gives it, 
it was like i'll give you more than enough for you you know to take care and all we have to do is like to trust in god that is like literally one of the biggest problems because we we fail to trust in god even though we talk about it so much and even me that is a biggest struggle i have you know like for me like especially when it comes to spending for christian things i don't know i feel like i need like a good savings before i can do it like before i can take a leap um and if god willing maybe i can do some more ministry later but i i, I just needed to like you know like didn't know but um it's like god really like impacts me and it's beautiful and i love to see how he changes me and you know and even in my life like when it came to college when it came to high school at least i would ask like in my heart you know like kind of like you you know people when they look at different choices according to human reasoning and human mind certain choices would seem better and same thing like in my life like according to my reasoning and my like you know knowledge about the world certain things seemed better for me and but the thing is no matter what i would still kind of like ask god like god you know in the end i hope like this college or this high school or this program that i'm going to is your will you know like i would pray about it um and and i'm thinking like now looking back i am so happy for the choices that i made because the end result like you know like i remember like for university i actually got accepted into a better university than the one that i'm going to and i wanted to go there because it was one of the top like um uh, one of the top 10 universities in the country and but then jesus kind of like changed my track to go to another one which was definitely not, it was top 50 not even like top 10 or 20 but it was a good choice because number one it made sure that my relationship with christ was unbroken and that is important you know i can get all the knowledge and all the money and everything in this world but at the moment of my death if i'm going to lose my soul like what is the point like imagine no one in the at your death no one is going to talk about the big accomplishments they made probably most likely people want to hear about how you lived your life right and if you look at every single person like if we're all going to be judged it would be based on our life so i'm so glad that god like actually let me through that so that so one thing that you can see there is that when jesus gave the commands um the servers actually listened to him right they listened to what jesus told them and they were actually following everything that he said they did not question him they didn't ask why six jars why do we need to fill it to the brim isn't the water going to shake no they did what they were supposed to do as servers and oftentimes in our christian faith we don't want to be servant right we don't want to serve other people but god is inviting us to become a servant and mother mary she did the same she became a servant of god she became so humble humiliated herself to the ground and god raised her up to the queen of heaven and earth which shattered satan because satan fell because of his pride but now because of a humble woman god is risen up god is able to come into our lives god is able to save us and now you can see again here when jesus commands these servers they listen and they do what is told like when they filled it to the brim the next thing jesus says say tells them is to take some out and take it to the head waiter like they you know like um if i was there i would have probably been like okay 
I don't see any change. Let me try and taste it at least. You know, like I would want to taste it in the meantime or something. But you know, they didn't do any of that. They did exactly what was commanded. And when it comes to God's will, it should be like that in our lives. Because deep in our hearts, we all long to follow God's will. But the thing is, um, oftentimes a lot of things that are going on around us kind of distract us from God's will. And we are mind because have you seen how some people talk other people into doing certain things initially which they were not planning to which initially that they were not planning to do right so just like that um how a person can manipulate you to change you um to do something so that's not even your will like initially you didn't even want to do that so you can see like sometimes our self-will is really corrupted so that's why our deepest desire in our heart is to follow god's will and so it will be difficult because there is constantly a a pressure an evil pressure on the side of our head that would turn us away from this um god's will and make us want to do like you know our own will but these people you can see these servers they listened exactly and you can also see like mother mary she told that to the server right mother mary told to the servers do whatever he tells you so you need to be uh, you need and when you, if you want to grow in your spiritual life number one you need to be ready to be a servant you need to consider yourself at that level um if you're not ready to be a servant of god like if you don't want to be like oh like the servant like someone who serves like someone who does everything that's commanded to if you're not ready to accept that in your mind probably it's because of lack of humility in you and you should pray for humility and that is important like in my life uh the most i came closer to god is when I was able to pray for humility and when I was filled with the grace of humility. And that is very important. And she said to the servers, so you servers are people who are willing to do God's will. So we need to be willing to do God's will in order for us to listen to the voice of Mother Mary. So we need to have that ability um, to, you know, like for me, like I'm, I'm not a type of person who sits idle and kind of like waste my day. I want to do stuff, you know, throughout my day, like kind of engage in activities. and um, she wants people like that, someone who's ready to do something for God, someone who's ready to follow God's will. So if you're like that, if you're not that person, like I've seen certain people, they're so closed in and their own little bubble, their own little circumstances that they are rarely concerned about anyone apart from their family, which is sad because um, because God doesn't want you to close your eyes to just you only. You know, Mother Mary could have done that too, but she didn't. She opened her eyes to everyone. She opened her eyes to, eyes to another family who was in need. So we need to open our eyes to like other people and be ready to serve her. And I remember when I contemplate upon the um, every mysteries, like you know, like when Mother Mary intervened, um, especially the visitation. I I always ask Jesus for the grace to serve other people, even when it's in convenient for us because oftentimes we come across certain circumstances and if it's inconvenient for us like if it kind of distracts us from our priorities um we kind of don't want to help them out we're probably like oh my gosh you know i'm supposed to like finish all of these things so i didn't think i'll have enough time if i stop to like help you um but that's not the mentality that god wants you know god wants us to be willing to help other person as long as you know we don't have something like origin to run to like i don't know like an appointment or like an interview or something but so to be there to be present uh, in front of god listening to his constant will because you know the servants if they were not listening to what mother mary had to say to them they would not be able to do what jesus wanted them to do so first they had to listen to mother mary then because mother mary told them to listen to jesus 
And then they were able to actually do what Jesus told them to do. So um, they they so Mother Mary told them to listen to what he says, right? And they obeyed her. They obeyed her in humility. And they, because of their obedience to what she said, they were able to obey what Jesus was asking, what Jesus was commanding them to do, which is important. So we kind of need these graces. And oftentimes we kind of like struggle. Like we're like often like, yeah, I'll try my best to be humble. And let me tell you, like, don't like you can try doing that. But if you really genuinely want to come closer to God, don't do that. The best way you can come closer to God is through prayer and contemplating about the life of Jesus through the recitation of rosary is so, so, so powerful. I cannot um, emphasize it even more because, I mean, it, re it really changed my life. So I encourage you to do that as well. And you don't have to be a Catholic to do that. You know, you can be anyone who's listening to this and you can just like type in like rosary. Just think about like life. You Think about like that circumstances each time and um, just like recite it. You can get, you can even be lost in thought. Like sometimes when I pray the rosary, I will be lost in thought, but I will be thinking about God. You know, like my mind is in God. Like each time I say like, hail Mary, my mind is like flying with God. My mind is with Jesus. You know, I'm thinking about Jesus during those moments, which is very beautiful because we need that thinking time about God. Oftentimes in our life, we're so distracted. So we need this time to stop. And the time that we stop is when we do our prayers and prayer is very important. And also after that, he told him to take it to the head waiter. This kind of like shows how Jesus is kind of like following the norms, the customs of the world. So he never asked us to be away from our um, responsibilities. You know, being in the world, we have our own responsibilities. For example, as a student, you have a responsibility to be the student, the best student that you can possibly be. And you should do that. So it doesn't deviate like following God's will doesn't deviate you from the responsibilities and duties of your life. You know, in my life, I can think, like right now, I can just think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to die any moment. What is the point of me doing this degree and all of that? I can be, you know, I can be gone. I don't know. And I can just like stop doing everything. But that's not what God wants me to do. God wants me to be present, to be joyful, um, to be completely involved, to do everything that I do to the best that I can. And according to like, you know, like some of the responsibilities that are in the world. So as a child, you expect children to go to school, learn. And that's kind of like, you know, like a thing that's a custom. That's a thing in the world. That's a norm of the world right now. And we should do that. We should do it joyfully. We should do it to the best of our ability. And um, another thing we can see is, you know, what because and also these servers, they followed God's will. They give it to the head waiter. The head waiter, he had no idea where it came from. But he who tasted it, he called everyone's attention and he said, wow, usually people serve the good wine first. But these people, they served, they kept the good wine till now. And you can see like when they listened to Mother Mary and followed God's will, these people, these servers, they were able to their work. Like whatever they were doing, like they were filling these jars with water, that work that they did that became much more effective, much more fruitful than if it was them, you know, doing it. So you can see like the wine that they got then, 
it was much more better, right? Like that wine was much more better. Like it had a much better taste. And this really shows how when we do our work, our day-to-day activities, maybe for you, it is to be a mother of a household. You know, you have a lot of children. But when you decide to ask God's will, when you decide to give that day through the help of Mother Mary to Jesus, you will realize how much more better you're doing it. And I can testify to this with my rosary testimony, which is what happened was actually like I had like a lot of exams and I really didn't have time to study for these exams because of my projects that were coming up and going, you know, like I had like my final, I had my final exams like on, let's just say I had my final exams from like December 1 to 5. What happened is I literally had projects till November 30 and you know, they were due and all of that. And I just didn't have time to study for any of my final exams. I didn't know what to do. I was really lost. But in the morning, I woke up and I um, I was contemplating upon the whole life of Jesus. And I recited the four rosaries right away um, because I knew like I wouldn't do it throughout the day since I had to study and take the exam the same day. So um, yeah, I kind of like did it in the morning because I knew I wasn't going to do it later in the day. And I did that. All of my exams, I came out with really good, like I came out with good scores, enough or at least enough scores that got me an A in all of my courses, except for one where I got a B. But other than that, like I was like shocked because this was absolutely God's mercy. And I remember like one of my classes, you know, one of my professors, um, I got a C in that course and he was not changing that grade for like, over a semester and I was really sad about it I kind of like kept on emailing him kind of being persistent but you know he still didn't budge and I was kind of sad about it but later I give it up I was kind of like Jesus if you want me to suffer this loss of GPA because of the C that is okay you know like I'll take it and that's fine and I told myself it's gonna be all right and then I decided to just kind of live with it. But, you know, I was I kept on praying to God. And I remember this was like, like, I only had a few more days before my graduation. This was literally the last day before graduation. I just messaged him, like, messaged and emailed him, I think, like, two days before. And he replied. He decided, like, I just give it to Mother Mary, to Jesus. Um, and he replied. He decided to change my grade, and then he had to go through some process. And this man, he's not the type of guy who would go through that process, but he did, and he changed my grade. Praise God! And I can, I know, like you know, like the the fruit, my work was fruitful because I did it through Mother Mary, through the help of Mother Mary, by fulfilling what Jesus wanted me to do. And that is an important thing that we need to pay attention. Now, some of the overall messages that I would do, that I would want you to take from this is, this whole incident is called the Wedding Feast at Cana. And um, so uh, after, okay, so this Wedding Feast at Cana, this signifies certain things that is going on in our society. So the Luminous Mysteries is something that has been added on lately by St. John Paul II, and which is another fourth, you know, for the fourth mysteries of the rosaries that we contemplate on Thursdays prior, primarily. Um, it is very important during our generation, the necessity of luminous mystery, and especially when I look back and contemplate upon luminous, the second luminous mystery, which is the wedding feast at Cana, I think about how much God has raised marriage as a sacrament 
how much God has raised the dignity of marriage, the communion between two people. And there are many instances in Bible when Jesus talks about, you know, two people coming together, two people coming together. Because this union that we see in marriage, that is the union that God desires to have with us. And in order for God to have that union with us, we have to let him to have that. And you can see like the human dignity of life is kind of like thrown down a lot in our culture, but we don't really realize that. We are kind of like, no, no, no. We're kind of like, it's our free choice, our free will, blah, blah, blah. Like we just kind of keep on going. But the truth is it is shattered a lot. For example, one of the ways that it's shattered is um, you can see when it comes to like a lot of sexual sins, a lot of sexual sins is a way that human life is shattered because it's showing that we're saying that, you know, I can do anything like with my body and my life. I can do I can treat it like whatever I wanted. I can treat my body like an object, like whatever I wanted and give it the pleasures that I want to give it whenever I feel like it. So that's showing that you're not giving that dignity. You're just treating it as something, you know, like something that you can just use whenever you want to. When we give dignities to something, we give respect rights. For example, like if you are meeting the president of the United States, no matter if you like the person or not, you would respect him, right? If he's coming to your home, um, if he's not, like it's kind of expected of us. If you look at China, like like the president in China, like I, I don't think I've seen like no other president being respected the way like Chinese president is. Everyone will bow. Everyone is so like, you know, fearful and humble of like their president there. And you can see like they give that respect. So God, he expects that like he he looks at us he looks at our body like that he looks at our body and he's like this is so precious your body is so precious because your body is holding your soul so your body and your soul is so important so precious and he looks at us and he's like he wants us to come in this union with uh, him and when we decide to fall into sexual sins what happens is we're kind of like yeah i can just you know, like, I feel like doing this right now, so let me do it. So we kind of, like, justify ourselves because we kind of go with our f- passions. And, you know, like, sometimes um, we probably feel like eating chocolate cake every single day. But is it good for us? No. So just like that, we need to stay away from um, things because sometimes we know they're not good for us. Like, we probably feel like getting drunk every single day. But is it good for us? No, we know that's leading us to becoming an alcoholic, you know, or taking drugs every day. That's maybe it felt good for a bit. But we know in the end that is not good for us. So just like that, you know, for example, like our sexual organs, the reason why we say a man and a woman should come together is because the sexual organs, the the purpose of them coming together is because out of that union um, that comes between a man and woman comes another fruit, right? A fruit is produced, which is a baby. And this baby, it doesn't like come like, oh, spontaneously naturally or something, you know, like um it's it comes out of dignity there and it's showing that you know god give me this body and god give this man this body this woman this body and they're coming in together in love um after marriage to raise a child in love for god to through jesus you know like for god to jesus um and that's why we we need to like respect that's why like before marriage we don't like engage in certain activities that will lead us away that would deteriorate the value of our body so like my body when i dress up modestly like it's showing that 
my body it's not like an exhibition you know like i'm not projecting my body the way i want like hey i so like for me like honestly like i wouldn't care like i could care less if i was wearing like you know less clothes and walking around but i know like there's dignity and value to it and when my brother or sister looks at me you know i want them to know that my body has value and dignity by my clothing for example if you go for an interview we don't dress down we should technically like interview like you should express you right so if you're expressing you you should kind of like dress whatever way you feel like but we don't do that right we we actually dress up professionally because we want to present the best version to that interviewer and we we're not going to like wear bikinis and sit in an interview and be like hey this is who i am and because we want them to look at us in a professional manner we want to show the best version of ourselves just like that god wants to see the best version of ourselves every single moment of our lives so which is another reason why we need to treat our body with dignity and we will be concluding with this um gospel the wedding feast at cana and i think the next part is very important and beautiful as well so contemplating upon this lord jesus as we conclude this episode and especially we pray for the dignity of human life the dignity of our body and our soul and we pray for all the times when our uh, marriage is kind of like thrown down the dignity of married life is thrown down is trashed based on like our ideologies jesus you had a will for our marriage you had a plan for us maybe we trashed it maybe we went into wrong relationships maybe we just um didn't realize your call within us that was calling us to you know step up to be the best version ourselves within um our it with you by using our body to be the best version of ourselves we probably didn't do that and lord in a very sincere way we ask for pardon and forgiveness lord jesus have mercy on us wash us in the precious blood of jesus and fill us with your holy spirit holy spirit come and dwell in us jesus we love you jesus we praise you jesus i surrender all those who are listening to this Wash them in the precious blood of Jesus and fill them with your Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if you like this content and would like to hear more, don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any other um, podcast sessions. And I hope to see you again next week. Bye-bye.